it is very manipulative. And this is really the dark side of influencing because I feel like a lot of these younger influencers, a lot of these like really young girls that are really beautiful think nothing bad's gonna happen to me. You know what? I deserve to have a rich man paying for me to spend time with him. R-O-T-N, let me present to you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, Rotten Podcast. We are back, episode 34. I feel rusty. It's crazy. It's only been a couple weeks and I just wasn't nervous to get back in, but I'm like, all right, I'm excited. I'm ready. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you guys haven't watched the last episode of the Rotten Podcast, aka episode 33, baby, um, I have been gone for like two and a half weeks outside of the country. I left. Actually, that's a lie. I went to Europe for 10 days six days in Portugal, three and a half days in Paris, had the best freaking time. I went by myself to Paris. I was a little nerve wracking, but I think I got it down and I'm so excited to bring Matt to Paris because I have that city figured the f- out. Like the transportation system and everything, right? Not only that, if you watch TikToks about Paris, people are scared because like there is currently a garbage worker strike and people are rioting. But I saw none of that. I almost feel like that was blown out of proportion because I felt completely safe. I had no one following me. Um, but again, I came into it being like, I'm going to Paris by myself. I need to make sure that I am not doing anything stupid, like looking like a tourist. The last thing I wanted to do was act like a tourist. So if I wasn't sure where to go, I would pull off to the side and like look at my Google Maps instead of like walking down the middle of the street and then stopping between people and just like looking. Like I would make sure it looked like I was purposely like 
walking towards something, even if I was completely lost. Just walking to an alleyway. Yeah, just turning around. Walking, like walking with a purpose, walking fast. Because I feel like tourists take their time. And I actually had multiple people come up to me and speak French to me, being like, hey, like, can you help me find this? Can you help me find this? And I'm like, yo, like, I'm not from this city. So I almost feel like tourists even thought I wasn't a tourist, which is like the best compliment ever. And I was really safe. And I figured out the subway system. It's so freaking easy. And I don't know. I just had a great, great time. And I definitely can't wait to bring you to Paris. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's kind of like Chicago. When I tell people I'm from Chicago, they're like, oh my God, it's so dangerous, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, those bigger issues within cities, sometimes are recognizable from the outside. Like if you go to SF and you see the homelessness crisis. Yeah. But when if you go to the downtown heart of Chicago, you're not going to see murders and crime and stuff like that. Of course, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But you really have to go to specific parts of the city to witness all of that stuff. So I'm sure you, yeah, you were only even there for <laughs> less than three days. There's no way you'd be able to. I was there for three full days. Three full days. more than okay. three days. Yeah, like you said, it's, you see it in pockets and stuff, but I really didn't witness any of the stuff people were so nervous about. And on top of that, I had this like little door jam that I bought that like made a lot of noise if someone tried to open your door and it's really loud. And it is great. I actually used it in my first night in Paris because that hotel room was a little bit jankier and way bigger than I expected and wasn't in the best neighborhood. So like maybe the first day I wasn't, I wasn't nervous, but I was like more wary. But the second, third night, I actually stayed in Le Marais, which is a gay um part of town it's like the west hollywood of paris and those guys just left you alone because they were like you have the wrong you got the wrong crowd here miss <laughs> you got the wrong body parts miss <laughs> like we don't want to touch yeah. you <laughs> um so that was really fun it's so refreshing going to a city with good public transportation and we just to finish a little of your story right when you got back from your 10-day excursion of travel we Hopped on a flight the next day to go to Seattle. Yes. And it was so refreshing going to a city where it's walkable, where they have really clean, good transportation system. I mean, it makes me wish that LA had such a I better know. public transportation system. I really feel like we need to give it a shot because maybe we are the people that, you know, are just like shit talking it, but we've never tried it. At least I haven't tried it in yeah. the last like seven years. I used to try it when I was a broke college student. But I haven't tried it recently. I used it to go to the convention center. And it was fine. I had a longboard to the bus stop in Sherman Oaks and take the bus to the train in Universal, then take a train from Universal to downtown. So it was a little bit of hopping around. But if you have a specific spot where you're going that there's a stop there, yeah. I'm sure it makes sense. But a lot of the places we go... I don't know. Maybe we could take it to the beach. Maybe we could take it, I don't know, like to the convention center like we downtown. Should, we could but. take it to like the like a Lakers game or a Kings game. That's true. At the Staples, I mean, not the Staples Center, the Crypto.com Arena, which is a terrible name. We could also take it to the beach, like you said. But yeah, I wouldn't. But then I we'd have to bring all this. Yeah, yeah that's true. Doesn't. Maybe not the beach, maybe yeah. to like a game. Or I know there's like a metro to the Hollywood Bowl and both mm. you and I love going to Hollywood Bowl and it that is would actually very be so convenient. difficult getting out of the Hollywood yeah, Bowl. The parking. The par even the Uber. Remember the Uber? We had to walk like to, like a mile outside of the venue. And there was like no service. There's I got no charged service. for that whole ride when we went last time and I couldn't refund it. Are you the serious? Guy yeah. The guy never picked us up. That happened but he with still Lyft. still charged you? Yeah. 
That's Lyft, I've dumb. had issues with where they just won't refund me. Yeah, they're not as easygoing as Uber, I feel like. Yeah, totally. But we didn't mention the fact that we were actually in Seattle because we were going to the Eras Tour concert, a.k.a. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. baby. Matt said he's become a Swifty. I thought her music was amazing. Some of it. Some of it's a little too poppy and a little cheesy, but in a good way. It's just not my style of music, but she's such an incredible songwriter. That was like one of the first things that stuck out to me when I was listening to her music. Cause of course I've heard her, her music songs. over the years on the radio, but I've never sat there and really consumed it. Mm -hmm. And, um, she definitely had so many songs that were moving for sure. And to not me. only that, I found her like personality very cute. Cause she was talking to the crowd and she would like laugh and giggle and like make jokes. And it was mm -hmm. very adorable. And she looks like a freaking Disney princess. I mean, she's hot. there's no, Oh, she's so hot. I was not expecting that. Yeah. And <laughs> there's no coincidence that she, she filled up every single seat in that football stadium yeah. in Seattle. I mean, 75,000 people sold out. And when you're looking around, you're not seeing a single, I'm not even kidding, a single empty seat there. And so when you're that big, it's no surprise that she has such a charismatic, infectious personality. And that was something that I noticed also right away was how cute and good she was with the audience and making her little gestures and movements and getting people into it and yeah. making people really feel a part of the show. It's not like she just came out there and performed a bunch of stuff like it was a halftime show. It really did feel as intimate as it could be at mm -hmm. a 75,000 person concert venue. She even cried after she was singing um, Champagne Problems. Mm -hmm. She started crying being like, this is the last pretty much leg of my U.S. tour. I just want to remember this. And I'm like staring at your guys' faces. If I'm staring at you, I'm so sorry I'm being weird. But I'm <laughs> actually trying to memorize your guys' faces because it's my last tour of the U.S. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's so cute. Like she seems like she loves her fans a lot. Yeah. Because well, I feel like some people, some artists don't care for their fans like Justin Bieber. But like Taylor Swift loves her fans. Oh yeah. yeah, Justin Bieber doesn't take pictures with his fans anymore. He refuses. Really? Like he said it, and I get it because I'm pre I'm pretty sure people bombard him. But he has said that he no longer takes pictures with fans. I could see that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah. I mean, he constantly gets swarmed and bombarded and people throwing themselves and that's just got to be so bad for your mental health. I mean, like, yeah, like at Drake's concert, he was getting phones thrown at him and <laughs> the 36G bra is so <laughs> yeah. funny. But if you guys are looking to go to the Taylor Swift concert, 
I think we have a few tips for you guys. What do you got? Leave during karma and fucking run outside of yeah. the stadium because you will get stuck in there. So we went with our friends, Mickey and Kevin. They're influencers as well. They live in Seattle. They had us book it outside during her last song, which was Karma. And we still sang it while like walking out. It was really fun. But Mickey runs half marathons and both Mickey and Kevin run pretty often. And they started running and Matt and I are just like... At least I was. I was wearing these cowboy boots that I'm wearing right now. They have like a th two and a half inch heel. I was trying to run as fast as I can and I was keeping up, but I was like dead tired. I was dead tired too. I mean, when I went to bed at the end of the night, I had 14,000 steps and I also woke, woke up that morning early to lift. So yeah. my body was pretty tired. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, I was worried they weren't going to want to leave because that is just a overall concert hack i've always, always done this yeah you never stay for the encore you leave as the last song is happening and you get out because a lot of people just sit around and wait and if you could just get that much further ahead of the big crowd and you can hear the encore mm -hmm. from the back and rarely in my experiences with concerts has there ever been such an incredible encore <laughs> it's usually never the climax of the show yeah. and at that point she played 44 Four songs, songs, three and a half hours without stopping. It was definitely too much music. I wish there was a separate because it just didn't stop. I will say that, yeah, I felt bad even sitting in my chair at some points. But the set was so long. It was three and a half hours of singing and dancing and no breaks, maybe like two minute max. But Matt found a great hack. If you guys are trying to buy her merch, which she makes like two to $4 million a night on just Whoa. merch sales, go during her set. Because Matt left to go buy Mickey and I a sweatshirt and go to the bathroom. And there was literally what? How many people were in line? Was there a line? At one point there wasn't a line, but it's not even go during the set. The real key that Kevin was talking about is he pointed out the difference is go during a song that fans don't that fans love because he went during a moment where there were so many people but then yeah. a song later everybody loved everybody just ditched the merch line and like ran, ran to the stage <laughs> or ran to their seats so go during a good song if you want good merch yeah. because people are not going to want to miss that especially die hard fans and even her three and a half hour show i was looking around and nobody was ever at a loss of interest like yeah. people i don't think wanted a set break they wanted it to keep going mm. i was shocked like people did not stop singing word for word just mesmerized by mm -hmm. her presence which was amazing i mean the energy in that arena was out oh of this my world. god I, I thought i was gonna cry when she first got on because the energy was insane and I, i'll be the first to admit i'm not the hugest swifty fan i enjoy her music but i never like listen to it the midnight it comes out like on repeat or anything like that but i was like i can't believe i'm here this is so cool it was crazy it was cool because to be a part everyone of. else was like i can't believe i'm here this is so cool but i will say folklore was probably the only time i was a little i wasn't bored i was just like letting myself relax and just sit down because that was the only album of hers that i didn't really know any of the songs i think most of those songs i enjoyed the most they were a little bit slower yeah, I think the stage design and the set design during that was really just beautiful. And it was like cabin-y 
green and it felt like you were in this little like twilight movie i don't even know how to explain it yeah oh also if even if you don't want the merch buy the merch because i actually saw that on poshmark they're like doubled in price so you could make a little bit of money if you wanted to go to a taylor swift concert just stay in line for the merch lines um but lumen field is really cool they had really so good cool. food such a good stadium i mean that's where the seahawks play a beautiful stadium. people in seattle are huge on their sports especially the seahawks um, and I was very surprised. I had no expectations going into Seattle and I got to say, I think it's my favorite city I've ever been to. It has a mix of all the things that yeah. I love. Everything was so beautiful. Everything was clean. It reminds me of Denver, the way that it's kind of small and the neighborhoods and everything is kind of walkable. And there's a, a cool mix of a lot of just cool restaurants yeah. and spots and people but then it felt kind of like Chicago, the downtown area with the big buildings, the alleyways, it being so clean in the public transportation system. But then it also felt like San Francisco. Culturally, with the hills. it felt like San Francisco because there's a lot of diversity. You see a lot of Asians and black people mm -hmm. and like a bunch of people that are not just, you know, like mixed races. Um, and then the food culture in Seattle. Oh, my God. Matt and I did not have one bite of anything that was bad. So true. And I remember when we were I was looking up Even restaurants. Was that Even like the beer. I was like drinking Everything cider. Everything was yeah. so good. I mean, before we went, I was looking at restaurants <laughs> and getting super excited. And I remember turning to you and being like, I feel like Seattle's going to be a really underrated city for food. I mean, they're right there with the water, fresh seafood, and just, I could get a sense that there was a good culture around Seattle, but it, I feel like it's never talked about. Mm -hmm. Oh, and one thing also I realized it reminds me of is when you're at the edge of the city and you're by the water, it reminded me a lot of Santa Barbara, like the beauty of the Santa Barbara, like pier, the mountains. the mountains and then the houses. And it's just, it was so cool. And then there's really all these cool. boats going in and out. It was beautiful. Seattle is like incredible. <laughs> I love Seattle. I'm so down. I'm actually planning on going in September. FYI. I think you heard Mickey yeah, and I yeah, talking yeah. about it a little bit and I'm, I'll keep it on the DL, but uh, Mickey and I are going to work on a project together in September, which I'm really excited for. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to be back, but I kind of like, maybe should I, should I extend it and have you come? Like you should come out with me yeah, in September? I'd Would you want to come? Because yeah. I do want to experience it in the fall, but I don't know if they have a fall. Because like for us, September sure in LA do. is still summer. If they have a proper winter, I'm sure they have a proper, proper fall. fall. Okay. That would be super I love fun. fall time when it's crisp, you're wearing sweatshirts. <laughs> what would you say was your favorite thing you had in Seattle? Food-wise? Yeah. Like if any of our listeners are going to Seattle, what's like a spot they need to try? I love the Beecher's mac and cheese. That was like the first thing that we was like the first put in our thing mouths. We got, <laughs> and it was so good. Maybe we were super hungry. I don't know, but that stuff was incredible. Yeah. And what I loved about it was it was pretty unique and original. Like it wasn't anything wild, but it was unlike any other mac and cheese I've ever had. It was delicious. I felt like I could have drank the cheese the sauce, cheese which sauce. was kind of light. It wasn't really thick and heavy, but the flavor was just this sharp cheddar, but it had this they like bacon. They make their cheese on yeah. like, site, which mm -hmm. was really, we should have bought some, but we yeah, didn't we have a place to like yeah. store it. I will say, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Mickey and Kevin for letting us buy these tickets off of them and mm -hmm. on also hosting us for two days. They like showed us around lot, yeah. Seattle, but they could have easily sold our tickets for thousands of dollars and made mm -hmm. 
their money back and more. Then they wouldn't have had fun going with us. I know, but <laughs> still, that was no, still know, really nice of them. True. So I really appreciated that. It was very sweet of them for sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else was like incredible. I mean, obviously the omakase Luke's at Shiro. Lobster. Oh my God. We love our lobster rolls. We love a good lobster roll. We did roll. a lobster roll flight, which yes, was super Yes, highly bomb. recommend at Luke's Lobster right next to Pike Place Market. And I'm like trying to figure out, did we just stay at Tourist Traps? But I, I was know. really happy with the food. But you know, even if the tourist traps are good, that's a good sign because mm-hmm. a lot of times the tourist traps are just a little overpriced and never as like good as you stars, think it is. Yeah. yeah. Shiro was amazing doing the omakase. That was such an experience. Yes. That was unreal. Oh, I really liked June Baby, the restaurant we went to with Mickey and Kevin. Oh, the Southern foods. All the food was so good to me. Oh my God. The pork shoulder was the really good. The pork shoulder yeah. was incredible. The I mac guess and for cheese me, I kept comparing it to Hatchet Hall, which has a Michelin star, mm-hmm. so it's like a little difficult to compare. Yeah. But I do prefer Hatchet Hall. I will say the service at June Baby was really good. They were like really serving us. I will say it's also a lot cheaper than it was cheaper. <laughs> Hatchet Hall. No, it ended up being like two forty oh, for okay. the four of Never us, mind. which is I would say the same price as yeah. Hatchet Hall. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It was good. It was was really, really I mean, it wasn't anything incredible. We are very blessed to be in LA and we love our food. So anything that can even satisfy us, I feel like is a huge win. And I feel like everything we ate definitely satisfied us. We were very happy. Oh my God. Mickey was like so shocked you had foodies, the account. And I think we talked about this in last week's episode that Matt actually runs Mm -hmm. a food Instagram page with almost 8 million followers on it. And she was just so, she was like, how have I never heard of this? I was like, yeah, Matt doesn't really talk about it. But like Matt was getting us free food because he does like food marketing and it was really cool. And we got to try a lot. We went to Bite of Seattle and we got to try a lot of food because Matt was just like, hey, like, you know, like I'd love to post you guys. I don't even know what your spiel is, but you are really good. I just tell them, hey, I'm here like getting content for the festival. If you guys want to be featured, hook up your best menu items and I'll like tag you guys with your socials. Yeah. And everyone is always so excited. And more than anything, the people working, what I realize is it makes them look good to their bosses. Like they're usually not the owners, yeah. but that is something that they did that will really impress whoever the owner of the spot is. Like yeah. when I went up to the scoop and dough. scoop and dough spot, they were like, oh my God, our boss is going to be so stoked. Absolutely. Oh, really? You know, because it makes them look good if yeah. they're getting tagged and reposted by a huge account. It's like, damn, you guys really crushed it at the festival. Yeah. Here's a raise. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, but that was really fun. Yeah. Bite of Seattle. We um, need to flex that muscle of yours more often because I love getting free food. Yeah, free food is fun. I love free, free food. Free food is really fun. Speaking of food. <laughs> I want to hear more about your trip, though. So you were in, and let the people know, because you were in Portugal. Lisbon for seven days, and then you went to Paris for three. So yes. let's hear a little of the highs, the lows. I want to hear about the okay. food culture, some of the best things. What are things I people should am, do? I don't even want to be truthful, because I feel like it's going to hurt people's This is the Rotten feelings. Podcast, baby. Sometimes it's a little rotten. Okay, I absolutely loved portugal the people the atmosphere the weather the beauty the history but if there was one thing i will say about portugal is that the food was not as yummy as i hoped it would be because 
after that, I went to Paris, which is known for their food. And after that, I went to Seattle, which is, you know. Not known for their not food. Not known for their food. Very unexpectedly bomb. Bomb. And then I live in LA. So I am very much, if there's one thing about me, I'm very much a foodie. I love good food. And I refuse to put bad food in my mouth. <laughs> like, actually, I will you not. You will not eat it. Even if you're hungry, you're like, no, you'll kind of try. but then you'll waste my be like, calories no. on bad food. Um, and maybe that's why I've stayed so small. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But... Portugal, Portuguese food. I love the pastéis de nada, which are these egg tarts that if you are Chinese, you've seen egg tarts before. They're actually originally from Portugal and Portugal, Portugal brought it to China. But they're these like savory and sweet egg tarts that have a crispy dough outer shell that is delicious. So I ate my fair share of that. But I will say the food itself is very like salty and meat based, which is not. I thought you said it wasn't salty, like it needed salt. No, 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 no. It was not spiced. Okay. There was no spice. It was either very bland or very salty. No in between. There was no spiciness. They would say like, oh, like this is a spicy version. And you'd be like, this is ginger. <laughs> like to them, yeah. spicy is ginger. Like yeah. that, like. Like wasabi, not like spicy, like hot chili pepper spicy. And do you think you just didn't get the best experience or what would someone that lives no, there that loves their food say to you no. hearing this critique? What do you mean? Would they be like, oh, you just didn't get the right things or. I mean, I, I did I'm the pastéis de nadas and I love those. But mm -hmm. of course, like I probably didn't go to the right restaurants. I probably didn't try the right thing. Like, it's like when we went to Morocco, we kind of felt the same way. We're like, I wouldn't go back for the food. Yeah, I wouldn't go back for the food. I wouldn't go back for the food. And that's me being honest. That doesn't mean I hated the being there. I loved being there. I walked so much. Oh my gosh, Alfama, the neighborhood is beautiful. We also visited Sintra and Porto. I will say Porto had better food. It was a lot prettier and the weather was just so nice. So I will say the food in Porto was a little bit better, but I could not find a good meal in Lisbon except Asian food. And I, I feel so bad saying that I ate Asian food while I was in Lisbon, but in Portugal, they actually have the longest history of Asians being in their country because wow. they used to be the number one country in the whole entire world, right? When Because Portugal is known for their ships. I did not know that. Oh yeah, so they were like, the USA of their time, like 500 years ago, they were the ones that sailed and figured out the maps. They were like the world leaders at the time. Yeah, they were the world explorers. And so they actually have the longest history of Asians in their country. So wow. their Asian food is top tier. So I did go to Avenidas or Genesequa Asia. That was incredible. That food was incredible. But that was Asian food. But I mm -hmm. didn't get like a good Portuguese meal mm -hmm. although i did try octopus salad which i liked and then i did try like beef carpaccio which i liked but it wasn't like anything as good as like being in paris food yeah. or seattle food that's okay it's okay not to love the food i mean you can't go to every country and yeah. be like the food is the best it's amazing yes you know we love our specific type of cuisine so even if it is the best of what it is it's not going to be yeah. our favorite you know we love thai food we love mediterranean food we love asian food so if it's not in that realm. realm in Italian food. <laughs> if we if it's not in that realm and American food and Hawaiian food and no, just we like a lot of food. We like a lot of food. We just but learned not we don't food. like Moroccan food. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out if I like Portuguese food. But 
the people in Portugal are so sweet and so nice. I actually had a guy um, like say hi to me because he saw me taking a lot of photos. I was exploring Alfama, which is like a really hilly neighborhood. It's beautiful. And the guy was like, oh, like, have you seen this amphitheater? It's kind of run down. It's hidden. Not a lot of tourists see it. So he kind of showed me the way. And it was being really nice. And I need to be better about saying no to things. But somehow it led to us grabbing coffee together because he was like, do you like coffee? And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, let's grab coffee together. And I was like, I don't fucking have time for this. But he was so nice and sweet and was like helping me like explore the neighborhood. I was like, okay, let's just like grab coffee for 15 minutes. But I did buy it for him so that I did not feel the need to stick around and hang out with or that him. that it was like a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, I'm going to pay. Hey, let me take you to an abandoned amphitheater. Follow <laughs> me down this sketchy alleyway. Sure. Yeah. No, he was nice. It was just like, I mean, I trust myself to know that I can run away or scream or hit him with my little selfie stick that Matt, ba- that Matt bought me and then Matt just broke the mic. <laughs> no, that was Portugal. I feel like not a lot of people have visited Portugal. It's not as like Instagrammy as people think it is, but oh my gosh. All your you photos, visit. I was like shocked. I mean, I have it's no- a colorful city. Yeah, no perception or expectation of what it is, but all your photos looked so beautiful and colorful and just the different, like this, everything on the street and just the texture of- the whole land was so beautiful. It was cheap too. My freaking Uber Uber Blacks, eight euros, which is like equivalent of nine bucks to go like 25, 30 minutes. Wow. Versus three days, like four days later, I was in Paris to go Uber X, literally less than a mile, maybe eight minutes max, 30 bucks. Yeah. And that's why I had to force myself to figure out the subway system because although I make money, I was I just can't comprehend spending that much money when I can walk for 15, 20 minutes. So I was walking a lot in Paris, but then I was like, fuck this. Let me figure out the subway system. And I got it so fast. It's so easy. All right. So Lisbon, what was the best part of it? And what would you recommend someone to go do who's interested in going there? Break it down for the people. Visit Porto. It's more of like the Colso city has better food. It has the famous Harry Potter library that jk rowling um got a lot of inspiration from so she actually based harry potter off of portugal did you know this i had no idea yeah so i guess in portugal the students wear those black capes around and so that's how she got the capes that they wear in school at hogwarts and then the um the famous library in Porto, that's where she got the idea of like the staircases mm. in Hogwarts and where she got the entire vibe of Hogwarts. Cool. Yeah, so it was really cool to see like where she used to like live because she used to live in Porto, in Portugal. I had no idea. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. So I would say Porto is beautiful. Definitely visit Porto. And um, that was that in Paris. I love the shopping. Yeah, you spent a lot of time. I didn't even know there was oh, a the whole- food and shopping. Yeah, I didn't even know until you got you dropped 10 grand on an Hermes bag that getting designer stuff, there's such an art form to being almost admitted into them, like selling you something, it's which makes so much sense, Hermes, right? That's like though. selective luxury. It makes sense why they would do that. But I didn't even realize that was a thing where you have to kind of like- be someone they want to sell to or they're going to kind of keep it selective for the right people which does keep the integrity of it being very high end yes but some people really hate that hermes does that and it's like gatekeepy and exclusive and weird but i still played the game because it 
is a beautiful bag that you can get once they do offer you a bag, <laughs> but it is really weird. And it didn't make me feel good, even though I did actually get offered something, which I was shocked at. I was pretty, because sh- it was my first time. I had no history at Hermes, but they did offer me something that they don't offer people. They pulled me to this. I don't want to say it because I want to make a whole video about it okay. and show yeah. it. So I don't want to talk about it, but they, at first we were like, we don't like they were kind of saying like we don't, don't have wanna, that. we don't have it for like, you we don't have it and then i was like i was not interested in anything and i had just like picked up five scars and they were like well like this girl clearly like like likes our stuff and is interested and has the money and i was looking at like the stuff they were letting me buy and i was like i don't want any of these and i was like what about these i was looking at the things that were on display that were like in locked boxes you couldn't really get to them and she was like she looked at her coworker and was like can i can she get one of these? And the, they were talking in French. So I couldn't understand. Her co-worker understand. like looks you up and no, down. No, literally looks mm. me up and down, looks at me, thinks about it for a second. And I think she said only if she buys the exotic ones. And so I ended up having to buy the exotic <laughs> ones, which is like three times the amount in prices. But they don't even offer the exotic ones to people unless you have a history with them. So like it was even a supposedly a bigger deal that I even got offered this because not everyone gets offered these exotic things. Um, and when I say exotic, it just means that like it's not normal, like Epsom leather or Chevrolet leather, leather, like not like a normal calf leather. It was like some exotic animal, ostrich, alligator, crocodile. Like I got mm-hmm. something exotic, which I can't wait to show you guys. Yeah. But be wary, just be, be wary if you're ever traveling, you know, by yourself anywhere. I think Matt and I actually stumbled upon the Dubai porta potty. Oh my lord! Where you were telling me about that. It's crazy. There was a girl that was traveling by herself in Dubai, and then somehow got herself in a situation that she now has to go to therapy for. So you want to start out the story because oh, you loved so you loved reading this story out loud, and maybe we should read some of like the tweets that we found about it. But maybe we should just give a high level. Okay. Of it. So you had told me about this thing called the Dubai porta potty. And I was like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And you pretty much told me there's a thing going around Twitter where really rich men are paying celebrities, influencers, beautiful women a million dollars to pretty much diarrhea in their mouth. Yes. <laughs> and I could not believe that. No. And so we looked it up on Twitter. We found someone who was documenting some woman's specific journey. It was her friend. It was her friend. And the story is just, it's so disgusting that after I read it, I just felt so icky and grossed out. Okay, so let me start by saying, when I was like, would you ever let someone pay you to shit in your mouth? You said you'd be willing to pay, get paid a million dollars. And I was like, I don't know if you really understand what I'm saying. I think I changed my mind after. <laughs> so he did. Cha- you did change your mind after because you realize it is very manipulative. And this is really the dark side of influencing because I feel like a lot of these younger influencers, a lot of these like really young girls that are really beautiful think nothing bad's going to happen to me. You know what? I deserve to have a rich man paying for me to spend time with him or being a sugar baby or whatever it is. But there is this girl who she told her friend this entire story and he kind of tweeted about it and changed names. But what pretty much happened was this girl was just traveling in Paris specifically and met like a 
good looking rich guy and she was just like on a yacht and um he secretly asked for her number and so they exchanged numbers he had flown her out to Paris. It was a normal trip. They went on a normal date. He didn't even try to fuck her. He just was trying to gain her trust. And so she left the night kissing him. And, and he, he was, was like taken back by the kiss. He's like, whoa, like you didn't have to do that. Yeah. She's like, okay, that's kind of weird. That's weird. That's really weird, right? Because he's a good looking guy. She's a good looking girl. He spent money on her. He took her to a really nice restaurant, put her up in a really nice hotel with a view of the Eiffel Tower. And she just didn't get any what she was kind of expecting to get or at least put out for it so that was that first trip then he sends her out again this is when the dubai thing happens and this is where you kind of pick up the story so he sends her out to dubai yes. and she takes what like a private plane gets flown in gets dropped off she gets dropped off at this crazy mansion in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. mind you this girl has a boyfriend and she's <laughs> cheating on him or trying to with yeah. this really rich guy. She told she tells her boyfriend, oh, I just have like a work thing layover I need to stop at. Yeah. Start of a horror movie right now. And then um, she goes there. She sees all these pretty women influencers kind of standing around a little awkward. And there's guys and people are kind of mingling and everything's kind of fine but she sensed a weird energy with some of the women like they felt kind of nervous and she was just trying to make small talk be nice she thought this was just a normal party the thing is the girls were drinking alcohol and what were the guys drinking the guys were drinking coffee yeah the guys were drinking coffee and then they had this elaborate meal mm -hmm. like so much food just incredible everyone's having a good time then all the girls get sent back to their rooms so they go back to their rooms they kind of go to bed and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., someone wakes them up and pretty much tells them, like, okay, come with me. It's time to go. And this girl was a little confused. Like, she was a little, like, what, what's happening? And then they're, like, pretty much, like, the games are going to start. We're going to play games <laughs> so, at 2 a.m. So then they go into this room, and apparently there's, like, all the furniture and dining and everything that was previously in this room before was all gone. So this was just an empty room that had been cleared out. I guess there was like sex toys all over. There was like buckets. There was like a bunch of just weird stuff going on. And um, pretty much the game started where these guys would pretty much just go around and pretty much do the most vile stuff to yes. these women. And the whole thing was they had to make it through the entire. It literally was like a game. Like they Can had to I make add some yeah, more yeah. information really fast. Okay. So. The girls who were nervous previously are now even more nervous. And the girls who aren't nervous are the new girls. So it ends up being that the super nervous girls are the girls who have done this before. Mm. And the fact that they even came back is a whole other story. So this is when the main protagonist finally realizes she's at a bunny mansion. So she's assuming that they're going to have to have sex and do weird stuff. But I don't think she ever realized how weird things were going to get until the main girl looks over and she sees this guy just take a shit in a bucket. And she's like, what the hell is going on? He then proceeds to reach into the bucket, scoop up his own shit and hand feed it and shove it into another girl's mouth and he just stared at her until she opened up her mouth and he just shoved it in closed her mouth and just stared at her until she started chewing going mm, yum mm -hmm, and ate it mm -hmm. and mind you 
at this point she realizes what's going on and she finds out that you can leave at any time because she wanted to leave but you're not going to get any money yeah so she did ask someone if she could leave and they're like you can leave you just won't get money and you have to figure out your way back home so no private plane um, no car service and mind you she's literally in a mansion in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in dubai so she, there is really no way for her to get home right and they also on top of that took away their phones mm-hmm. so she'd have to walk her ass in the middle of nowhere so she decided to stay and throughout the entire weekend she was there she believed that they were only feeding the girls so that they could throw up and there were girls sliding like a slip and slide down a poop filled like arena and licking while slip and sliding like and just diarrhea and the guys were just popping laxatives like they were like molly yeah just popping them and getting this insanely sick disturbing enjoyment out of this ridiculous power dynamic of making these girls just do the most vile things and just dominating them as much as you could really dominate a human being without physically like hurting, hurting them. them. I mean, this is like emotional trauma to the max, but and I mean, it's so disgusting. Poop inside girls, you know what? Oh, Which to me is like, that is like the worst UTI you could ever imagine. Like I cannot believe they were letting these guys do that. And on top of that, it was only for 50,000. Like, I don't know. I maybe have so much self-respect for myself that I couldn't imagine doing it for that little of money because that isn't a lot of money, no, no. matter how you spin it. That's, you would need more than $50,000 worth of therapy yes. and drugs to get yourself back to hopefully normal. Yes. After this. Yes. Um, and so a bunch of nasty stuff. And then oh, at the they end of didn't the- even let them sleep in regular beds. The entire weekend. Oh, yeah. Right? They made them sleep in the filth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no shower, no filth. And then eventually at the end of the weekend, they let them shower. And then the, all the guys were together like eating breakfast. And they just were acting like nothing, nothing happened. happened. And that's to Dubai Porta Potty. I What I don't get is how do you learn that this is something you enjoy as a guy? Like one of the rich guys. Like I don't look at poop. And I would hope you don't look at poop being like, I wonder what that would look like. Inside of a girl. Well, it's kind of, yeah, I have no idea how you get there, but I'm sure with a lot of money, a lot of privilege, a lot of power, you just get into a really weird headspace where nothing's really doing it for you. You've done everything that's kind of excited you and where you get that dominance and you kind of just return to the most nasty, vile things possible to give you some sort of enjoyment, like power feeling. And it's kind of like, you almost feel like numb to everything. Like any, nothing gives you like that. Yeah. It's kind of like rush. celebrities, you know, you hear about all this like partner swapping weird stuff that goes on in Hollywood because all these celebrity actors, they've kind of had everything that they've ever wanted. So just regular sex, regular relationships don't really stimulate them anymore. That's true. And so once you kind of pass that threshold of what the normal person gets fulfillment from, then you start getting into the weird human mind. And I mean, our minds are pretty weird, mm-hmm. right? Like we are very close on the brink of going insane. You know, we're not that Starting far riots, away from anything, yeah, you know? Killing. I mean, we saw what the pandemic did. Like, Would you kill someone if you knew that there was zero chance anyone would find out or anyone would care? You probably would. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 
No, but if I'm there was saying, a reason to kill them, yeah, yes. there's a reason. If there's no reason. It would have to be a really big reason to like end this person's life. Like that is like t- I feel like that's a pretty powerful thing to like yeah. take a soul off of this earth. Like you're not God, you know. You don't get to determine when people's time is. So they would have to do something that was like. But I also think like death isn't really a punishment. So you're saying you in a way. Someone? Well, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> you kill someone, everything goes away. You know, yeah. like. But anyways, I'm just saying human beings are on the brink of so many different things. We don't even know it. But you get in your car and all of a sudden you become a different person. Road rage, like something could piss you off yeah. at the wrong moment. And all of a sudden you do something that you wish you never did. I mean, these things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a crazy surprise. It's just really nasty to actually hear the details and hear that this is something that happens. Yeah. And sorry to anyone if we ruin your day <laughs> by listening to this nasty, vile story. Um, hopefully it was find, entertaining. You can find the video on Twitter. If you guys just search Twitter Dubai Porta Potty on like Google, you'll be able to find a video. And it's Ugh. genuinely disgusting. And it wasn't like she got to, you know, like gag. She had to like hold huh. in the gag. And it's almost like she's definitely done this before, the girl that's in this video. And it's a lot. I don't it's yeah, not a maybe. little, little thing. I don't know who's going to want to listen to this. It's not little. I'm forcing you guys to listen to because oh. I had to go through it. It okay. is not a little. Okay. And it's not brown. It is yellow and green. Okay. And I think we should stop there. No, 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 no. I'm hoping she at least got a million because that was insane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh. But but Anyways. you hear these happening where influencers are sent out and hang out with these rich yacht guys. And um, I she knew what she was getting herself into to a degree, not that level, but she knew she was going to pretty much give up her body in exchange for something like just, money yeah. or luxury. Mm-hmm. And that is a very common thing. I mean, we've even seen with Lala from freaking Vanderpump Rules when she went and got flown out by Randall. It's like, you didn't love this guy. You knew you were just doing it because she whatever. She got a Range Rover. Yeah, she got a Range Rover. So, it, yeah, it's kind of like the culture of America, I feel like. Yeah. It's like American dating celebrity, famous, rich culture. And actually... um, I actually had a friend of mine that I used to be friends with. I wouldn't say we're much friends anymore, where she actually was on a private jet and she's an influencer. She was on a private jet with a lot of rich guys and she actually had a falling out with another big YouTuber because of what she ended up doing. So she had brought, so, okay, let's say Sarah. Okay, so Sarah was on a private jet with a lot of rich men. She brought a friend named Taylor. Taylor's not an influencer, but she's a really hot girl as well. And Taylor's friend, who she's really good friends with, is another big influencer. Let's name her Minnie Mouse, okay? So Minnie is a big influencer. Sarah is a big influencer. Minnie was not on this trip, but she's friends with. They're mutual. They have a mutual friend. They're mutual friends with the hot girl. What was her name again? Taylor. Taylor. They're friends with Taylor. Taylor goes on this trip, realizes they only want her for her body. She doesn't want to be around this anymore. And all the rich white guys, all the rich guys are looking around being like, why is Taylor so weird? Going up to Sarah being like, why is your friend so weird? And Sarah tells Taylor, Taylor, suck it up smile you're hanging around rich white guys everyone wants to be us and so taylor then tells 
Minnie Mouse what happened. And then Minnie Mouse and Sarah are no longer friends because of this. Because you shouldn't force a girl to have fun just because she's around rich men. That's when dangerous shit happens. That's really messed up that other women are perpetuating this culture. I mean, it's such a tough place. Yeah. Like that just is so bad. Yeah. Because then, of course, other women are going to be like, hey, what can I do to get ahead? Let mm -hmm. me do that. Whatever. If I have to suck a couple fucking dicks to do this like if it's gonna put me ahead like life is already really hard yeah and other people are saying it's okay and other people i look up to that are more successful are saying it's okay yeah that's a huge issue so so yeah it happens one yeah. thing leads to another you might end up in a dubai porta potty so moral of the story don't go on private jets or get flown out by rich guys yes that should be common knowledge, but in case it's not common, here's the knowledge. It's the dark side of that of attention. Side of things, yeah. The dark side of attention. Yeah, and I'm sure like people are like, well, it's like a once in a lifetime, like it's gonna be a funny story when I'm 50 years old to talk about. But no, no, sweetie, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, anyways, I think that's been pretty good. We should probably wrap yeah. up there, and I'm happy we're back in it. Um, next week we'll definitely get back to the rotten. Am I Rotten's? And yes. uh, we'll have some good stuff for you guys. So, yeah, if you guys haven't already, give us some rotten confessions. Maybe if you've experienced a Dubai porta Ooh, potty. Maybe people in the comments can comment any stories or submit stories of people they know or some of these situations happening. Yes. Um, would love to read them. Maybe we can read one aloud um, on the next episode. Yeah, you can submit it anonymously on our Google Sheets yeah, as well. that's probably a better thing to do. Yeah, but that is it with today's Rotten Podcast. If you guys haven't yet, give us those five stars, baby. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, Bye guys. guys. <laughs>